Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It's great to have you here. Another solo podcast as we enter the holiday season. I still might be able to sneak one more guest in for the new year, but for sure by the new year, we'll be back on track with guests. But I think I can get one person in between now and the end of the year. We'll see how that all goes, but let's get into the most important stuff. And that, of course, is growing your YouTube channel. I have a question for you. How did your last video do? How was it in compared to your last 10 videos? Do you know how to find that out? Now, most of us should know how to do that by now. That is found on the dashboard and there's a card there to show us how our videos are doing compared to the last videos in our recent catalog. It's important to understand where you are. Are you improving? Now, if your video is in the six through 10 grouping, you need to ask yourself a question. Why? Why is it? Now, you may know why immediately. Let's talk about some of the reasons why that video didn't do well. Then we're going to talk about the videos five through one. And what is it we need to consider when reviewing our top videos? Now, there are many reasons why our videos fail. Sometimes we try something new and our audience does not latch onto it. Our audience does not like that video. And the thing is, our audience is the most important group of people in the very beginning because their reaction to that video plays a crucial role in how well it will be distributed within YouTube as it continues to be released in various forms through the different algorithms such as search and suggested and browse features. So number one, I would look at the topic. Is this a topic that your audience cares about? Do you have other videos that are doing well that's related to that topic? And that's important. You need to think about your new video, do you have a video in your catalog that is similar? If it's similar, there's a good chance that it will be suggested when people continue to watch that other video. YouTube very well may suggest that video to that viewer as a next option. This again is why it's so important to have such a tight theme as it relates to your videos. It makes it easier for YouTube to suggest your videos up against other videos that you've already created. And the more successful videos you have under that topic that can be recommended, the chances are that you're going to have more video views driven to your current video based on people who are new and maybe finding your older videos via suggested. People who already like your videos and that topic will click on those videos on their homepage or if they're notified. So it's important to think about what are the topics and make note of which topics are working and which topics are not. So if your last video didn't do well, 
chances are it's the topic above all. But what if it's a topic that you've done before and for some reason it's not going anywhere? Well, one thing you can certainly look at is your headline. Is it engaging? Is it as good or better than the headline from the similar videos that you've created in the past? And then, of course, we go to our thumbnail. Is it a good thumbnail? And what I'm finding more and more of the most successful YouTubers doing is creating more than one thumbnail. Don't just create a thumbnail and stick it up there and say you're done. Create three, six, nine, twelve. Create a whole bunch of thumbnails and then maybe even print those thumbnails out or put them up on a screen and ask people. Maybe put them on an iPad and ask people, which one would you click on? And maybe do that in forums. Maybe you're involved in a Reddit group or maybe you're involved in a Facebook group. Ask people, which one of these thumbnails would you click on? Take a good hard look at the videos that are not doing well. You can learn a lot from your videos that didn't do well. Is there a specific theme? Were you using certain colors? Did you have a specific call to action? Were you using introductions? Was your lighting poor? Look for the themes. So go into your YouTube studio or any way in which you can see, maybe go into the app and see what your videos look like from top to bottom in terms of views. You're, maybe you start off looking at the videos that have the least number of views. And of course, some of those will be unpublished videos and, and some that you never ever launched. And you'll see a few of those in there, but then you'll start to see the other numbers of the ones that were published. Videos that were published but didn't get any views. Now, maybe some of them were launched early on. Maybe these were videos that you created six months, a year, two, three years ago, whenever you started YouTube, and they, they didn't catch on. They were the early videos that, in most cases, were not very good. <laughs> and that's true for most of us, and don't worry about that. We continuously get better over time. So take a moment, though, and look for the videos that maybe are a little bit more modern, but are not getting the views, and try to figure out why. Take a look at the average view duration. Take a look at how long people are watching those videos. Then take a look at the click-through rate. What is the average click-through rate of the videos that are doing poor? Now let's do the opposite for the successful videos. So look at your successful videos and look at those topics. Why are those the most successful videos? And where is that traffic coming from? Some of your most successful videos, depending on the type of channel you have, may be the most successful over time because they worked really well in search. So it is important to take a look at those videos, try to figure out, did it have a really good thumbnail? Was it a really good topic? Did people watch the video? And compare those numbers to the numbers of your poor videos. And you will see the difference. 
maybe you'll see that your poor videos have a 1.5% click-through rate. And maybe it's a little bit higher with the browse features, maybe it's 2.5. But what you'll need to do is look again at the ones, the videos they're doing well, and then look again at the browse click-through rate. How, how, good, how good is it? How much better is that compared to the poor videos? Again, look at the topics. Look at the style of your thumbnail. Look at the style of your headline. Were you creating an engaging headline? You'll start to see the big differences. You'll start to realize what you should be doing more of and what you should be doing less of. And quite honestly, it does take a little time to actually go through your videos again, especially the bad ones, because you may start to cringe a little bit and realize these are the areas I need to improve. And even your best videos, they may be the best videos, not because they were the highest production videos, but they serve the purpose better than the other videos. They answered a question. They entertained people well. Maybe it was a short video that was right to the point or really funny or had something interesting in it, and it, it just took off. Or maybe it's a longer video that really went in depth and people watched it. And there are many different reasons why videos continue to grow over time or get picked up early on. There are a couple reasons why videos will start to do better down the road. One reason is because it's doing better in search. Over time, YouTube tests that video against other videos, and it seems to be answering a specific question or a series of questions better than the other videos that are available. This means a year from now, six months from now, a video could start to take off. Just because people are starting to see that video pop up more and more is maybe some of the top answers for that search query. And it just compounds over time and is shown more and more and more. Another way a video will pop, even if it didn't do well in the beginning, is that someone else makes a similar video. So maybe you didn't make a similar video, but somebody else did with maybe a much larger audience. And your video ended up working very well as a suggested video for that video. And that can continue on for a long time, as long as that video remains popular. It can also mean when that video runs its course from the other creator, your video may also die. If you're interested in many of the metrics that are found in YouTube Studio, check out the last podcast I talk a lot about. I actually go through the YouTube Studio and give a overview of what is there and kind of give you an explanation of what to look out for. However, I want to get into some of the things that you can do to help find better videos for your channel as you grow. Now, one of the things that I am doing, because I have three channels and I know very specifically how I create videos for each one of those channels and I know what will happen. For example, I just released a video on what I refer to as my general channel. 
where I talk about the combination code. I teach the combination code there and I look for examples and interesting information to share there. But again, the videos are all over the place. So quite often I don't get a good initial hit right when I release it. So I can't just keep sitting there watching real-time analytics. It, there's not a whole lot going on. I'll, I'll, I could see a, a new view here and there, but it, it's not growing at the pace that some of my other channels grow in terms of views and in the activity, especially early on, because there are two different types of, of channels. I, I get a lot from search when a video does really well on the combination code channel. I get a lot of good traffic from when I hit a good, maybe newsworthy or trending topic or looking for a name brand that will get people's attention in search. They're looking for some information related to that brand. And so that can go well over time. Yet again, not that exciting to watch in the beginning. However, on my other channel, my Business for Photographers channel, where it's very focused, much more focused, I, I get a lot of views in the very beginning. People come right in and start watching, and that is much more fun to watch, but it's a very focused channel, or much more focused than my other channel. And then the third channel, it really has to do with tutorials. And the tutorials are, are good for search especially, but I wanted to create a different channel for those because on my general or my marketing uh, combination code channel, uh, they do the very best. They do great. They're some of my best performing videos, hands down. They're searched, they're suggested, they get tens of thousands of views, but that's not what I wanna do with that channel. I do like creating some tutorials for people who need help with things, but I needed to create a channel specifically for that so I'm not interrupting the overall theme of where I have the Combination Code channel now. Now, the Combination Code channel has been going for three years at a regular pace. I'm increasing my pace in terms of the number of videos, again, that I'm sharing there. And I understand why the channel acts the way it does, or the audience responds to that channel the way it does. And that's what you need to do too. You need to understand your channel. You need to understand why the audience reacts a certain way or not. You need to be able to figure out if a video should do well based on past performance of other videos and it doesn't do well, you do need to be able to dig in and figure out why this happened the best of your ability so you don't make those mistakes again. One mistake that I've heard a few people make that I had not thought of in the early days of my channel, and, and that is listening to the people in the comments in terms of what you should make next as a video. That doesn't mean you don't listen to your audience However, some of the most vocal people in your audience may push you a certain direction, but that's not where the rest of your audience wants to go. That's not the best next video for your audience. It is important to listen. It is important to engage with your audience, 
That is true. It's important to encourage them to comment on your videos. That is true. And appreciate the information and feedback that they're giving you. However, that doesn't mean they know your channel best. Your channel needs to be based off of one, the type of videos you are willing to create, but even more important, what your statistics say, what your analytics say about what should be your next video. This week, I have five videos coming out, and each one is a different topic. But at the end of the week, I can take a look out of those five videos and say, okay, here is a video or two videos that people seem to like. And I can now use that information, take a look at the traffic sources. Where did those traffic sources come from? Maybe look around and see where videos were suggested from. See what channels that YouTube considers my channel as part of a cluster. And then make more videos based on the videos that people actually watched, liked, and more importantly, that YouTube shared with the result of driving more traffic. One thing I think is really important to remember is that YouTube has redesigned the front page. And we know, we've talked just about this in this podcast, how important it is to have a good thumbnail to get those clicks. You have to win the click. And YouTube has increased the thumbnails, making them even more important. And it means you have to create thumbnails that are going to get people's attention. It's a little bit easier maybe to put a little bit more in those thumbnails, but I don't recommend it. Less is more quite often when it comes to your thumbnails. Emotion is really important. Faces and getting people's attention, maybe one big word that's an exciting, action-oriented word. There's a number of ways to approach it, but usually you want to create a thumbnail that tells the story and evokes emotion out of the viewer. And that has become even more important now that YouTube has updated or is rolling out. You may not have seen it yet, but most I think most people have at this point have seen the new front page with bigger thumbnails. Now, what can we learn about this new front page? Well, I often say if you want to understand what YouTube is thinking, look at your front page. And one of the things that I'm hearing is that YouTube is sharing more older content again. People are even complaining about this, that they're seeing things that they were interested in three, five years ago, and maybe you're not so interested anymore. But here's the thing, that's good news for you because that means your older videos could pop up again and are not being pushed down. It seemed like for a while that it was harder for our catalog to be shown, our older catalog to be shown. And it seems like that maybe that's evened out. I don't know that for a fact that that there's no data behind that. But if you want to take a look at your homepage, take a look at how YouTube is showing you videos based on your search history. Search history is much of anything is a big part of how many views you will get on your next video. 
because those people who have a recent search history will most likely see that video. And so if you have a topic that's done really well lately, chances are you'll have more opportunity now than say three or six months from now to do a follow-up video. It's probably best to do it as your next video or at least a video or two down the road so you still have enough people who have your history at a level that will encourage YouTube to show them your video based on history and the topic. Take a look at what YouTube is recommending to you in terms of channels that you've never seen before. Are they related to specific topics and YouTube is taking a risk, maybe thinking that you might like these videos also because you've liked other videos? This is where we can get into the idea of looking at the clusters around your channel. Where is YouTube sending traffic from and taking a look at those channels and maybe you could get a good topic idea from those channels. So if you have three, four, five channels that seem to be sending all of the suggested video or the majority of it, well then take a look and see, are there other videos on that channel that you could do that maybe could be suggested behind theirs, especially if they're a larger channel. Trending topics around your niche are always a good place to look. I like to use Feedly. I use Feedly as a resource, and Feedly is kind of like the old Google Reader. I subscribe to blogs and websites related to the topics that I believe my audience is most interested in. And from there, I will look in the morning and take a look and see what are some of the hottest stories? What are people talking about? Because one of the things that you most certainly can find opportunity with are the things that people are talking about. And don't think for a minute, just because you saw a couple other people create a video about something that you do not have opportunity also. The thing is, they're creating these videos on this topic because people are talking about that specific topic and chances are that your video will also be suggested to people who are interested in that topic. And if you have a really good thumbnail and headline, it's very possible you could earn some of that traffic and be part of that conversation. Because people, when it's a hot topic, generally don't just watch one video. They watch multiple videos, getting different points of view or different angles on that topic. So if you see something that's hot, something that's brewing, and people are starting to talk about it, we often think, a lot of times, these trends don't end as quickly as we think they're going to. Quite often, especially when we are in the weeds in a specific industry or field, or even within YouTube, we see over a day or two that a lot of people are talking about a topic. And yes, some things go flying up and come back down really quickly. It does depend. Some things have a shorter shelf life than others. Some topics do. However, if just because you've seen a couple people do it, that doesn't mean your opportunity is gone. 
I would recommend that if you see some of your favorite YouTubers within a niche doing something, I would jump on that bandwagon and give your take. Make sure it's a little bit different. And not only that, you might want to throw it back to one of them. Say, hey, I saw more information or somebody else was talking about this and here's their channel. Go check that out. That can benefit you too. And YouTube can recognize that your channel is actually a part of this chain of videos related to a topic that people are interested in. And not only that, YouTube wouldn't be fearful of showing your video because you're not taking them off YouTube. You're telling them to continue on down the path. If you see a video trend working and it's giving you a lot of views, well then I highly recommend you make another video on that topic and maybe a little bit of a different twist. Even better, plan on making a series of videos, three, five, maybe even seven videos on the topic depending on the topic and create a playlist that will keep people on YouTube. And not only that, that playlist, again, could have videos from other creators. Maybe you create two or three videos and the fourth or fifth video are from other creators related to that topic. I hope that information was helpful. Sometimes we just need reminders and little things will click to help us tweak our channels. And that's why I talk about a lot of these similar topics because, because sometimes it's just one little thing that is the right thing for you that maybe you didn't hear in the last podcast when we're talking about a similar topic. I want you to succeed on YouTube and there are specific things you can do to increase the odds of your success. Hey, if you found this video valuable, make sure you head over to Apple Podcasts or your favorite maybe Stitcher Radio or SoundCloud or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts and let other people know that this is a valuable podcast. And if you have questions, head on over to the tubeblog.com. You can comment in the comments, ask questions. There's even a call-in line over there if you want to use that and lend your voice to this show. I'll talk to you next time. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at the tubeblog.com. <laughs>